0: Of democracy for Ukraine is sponsored elections. Today, we will dive into the topic of Ukraine following President Zelensky's odd background, the United States and Biden's relationship with the country, the Ukrainian prosecutor that recently told mostly about the Bidens, and see why President Zelensky refuses to hold elections in Ukraine if America doesn't pay for it. So, let's look closer. to the third episode of the Magnifying Glass podcast. I am your host, Elena Moore, and unfortunately, Liam is not able to make it today because of Hurricane Dahlia. He is safe, just not near a stable Wi-Fi currently. So you're stuck with me today, and boy, do we have a lot to tackle. So let's get into it. First, before we get into some of the main points, I want to talk a little bit about the history of President Zelensky, or really his full name, Vol-, 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 Vol. Let's see if I can say this right. Vladimir Zelensky. There we go. In March of 2022, The Washington Post reported that Zelensky graduated from Kiev National Economic University in 2000 with a law degree. Uh, But soon after, he began participating in comedy competitions appearing on television. He co-founded a production company and rose to fame in his role as Ukraine's president on The Servant of the People, a hit satirical television series that premiered in 2015. Then Zelensky, a political novice who branded himself as an anti-establishment figure, won the presidency in Ukraine in 2019. So let's just get this straight. He pretended to be the Ukrainian president on TV and then became president. I mean, you really can't write, make this stuff up. It's, whew, I have no words for that. So let's go ahead and take a little look at the productions that he put on. Here's a video of one of the videos of Zelensky.
1: Congress, I have the high privilege and the distinct honor of presenting to you, His Excellency Volodymyr Zelensky, President of the Ukraine.
2: In the middle, in the middle, in the middle right now.
0: And if that wasn't enough for you, here is a video of Zelensky twerking, I think is what you would call this, or vibrating. Don't know.
3: Volodymyr Zelensky's first job before he became a president of Ukraine, not bad.
0: And. For the grand finale, because you haven't seen enough, and if you're listening to this on audio podcast, I highly recommend switching over to Rumble or YouTube just so you can see a few of these clips. Here is a video of Zelensky in 2016 playing the piano with, how can I say this? He's playing the piano with what God gave him.
2: моена мишо ну да про ну да про нет о прайс ну то извините так сказать ну то лабис да не ну мы не прийдём ну э да да
0: In the back of your brain now let's turn directions to the 2013-2014 united states coup to unseat former ukrainian president victor yanukovych y- uh, Yano- Yano- i've re- I practiced these names before i promise and it's making it worse so the former ukrainian president victor yanukovych Yanukovych forced from office was the result of a coup orchestrated by the United States and supported by Washington's European allies and appealed for greater cooperation on the continent. Jacobin reported in 2022 that the former president had first been ousted after the 2004 Orange Revolution that followed widespread charges of vote rigging in the election that brought him to power. Hmm, Never heard of that before. Before running again six years later, Yanukovych had worked to rebuild his reputation, becoming the country's most trusted politician i have nothing that i can say to confirm that that's simply what they reported Uh, so let's go ahead and read a little bit more about this in 2021 on the 80th anniversary of the great patriotic war putin published an op-ed in the german newspaper die zeit he lamented the apathy that nato and europe had met the 2014 u.s fourteen U.S.-backed coup in ukraine and the fallout that it created He wrote, "...moreover, many countries were faced with an artificial choice to be either with the collective West or with Russia. In fact, it was an ultimatum. We can see the consequences of such an aggressive policy on the example of the Ukrainian tragedy in 2014. Europe actively supported the anti-constitutional armed coup in Ukraine. Since this all started, why was it necessary to do this?" Uh, Then the incumbent president, Yanukovych, had already agreed with all the demands of the opposition. Why did the United States organize a coup and the countries of Europe limply supported it, provoking a split in Ukraine itself and the secession of Crimea from its composition? End quote. And to point out, this was written before um, the Ukraine-Russia war started, I believe. So let's go shift gears just a little bit more And look at something that recently came out on August 26th from Fox News. In an exclusive interview with Fox News, former Ukrainian prosecutor General Viktor Shokin detailed the involvement he believed that President Biden, the then vice president, played in his firing and how it involved Hunter Biden's business dealings. Just to give you a little context, in January of 2018, Joe Biden bragged about withholding Ukrainian aid in council in a, in a meeting with the Council of Foreign Relations, and so you can see that clip here.
3: Went over convincing our team, our <coughs> others, to convincing us that we should be providing for loan guarantees, and I went over, I guess, the 12th, 13th time to Kiev, and. Uh, and I was supposed to announce that there was another billion dollar loan guarantee. And I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. So they said they had, they were walking out to the press conference and said, "No, I said, we're not gonna give you the billion dollars. They said, you have no authority, you're not the president. The president said, I said, call him. (laughs) I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting the billion dollars. I said, you're not getting the billion, I'm going to be leaving here, and I think it was, what, six hours? I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Well, son of a bitch, <laughs> got fired. And they put in place someone who was solid at the time. Well, there's still, they, so they made... That's really interesting.
0: let's look a little deeper into that during the interview with fox news shokin said he was ousted in 2016 because he was investigating burisma the ukrainian natural gas company where hunter biden served on the board shokin also claimed that joe and hunter biden accepted bribes in the case and that the then vice president ultimately hurt america's reputation and created the groundwork for russia to invade ukraine are the dots connecting yet? Let's look a little deeper. Republican lawmakers and Shokin himself, however, had pointed to Shokin's investigation of Burisma and its owner, Mykola Zolchivsky, at the time of his ouster. In February of 2016, one month before Shokin was fired, his office filed a legal petition to seize. Jolovsky's property including four homes two pieces of property and a Rolls Royce sports car the Kiev Post reported at the time so let's go ahead and take a step back uh, the Ukrainian prosecutor Shokin was investigating Burisma Burisma was a natural gas company that Hunter Biden served on the board of when the owner, Mykola Jolczewski, when Shokin seized his or filed a legal petition to seize his property, his homes, and pieces of property in his sports car, he was fired less than a month after. The investigation took place while Hunter Biden served on Burisma's board of directors. Hunter joined the firm in 2014 and departed in 2019 after his term on the board expired. But I'm sure it's just a coincidence.
4: Victor Shokin joins me for a One Nation exclusive. Watch. Why were you fired from your position by President Prashanko?
1: I have said repeatedly in my previous interviews that Poroshenko fired me at the insistence of the then Vice President Biden because I was investigating Burisma. So
4: did President Poroshenko tell you that that he wanted you to stay on the job, but there was pressure from President Vice President Biden?
1: Uh, You understood me correctly. This is how it was. Uh, There were no complaints whatsoever, no problems with how I was performing at uh, my job. But because pressure was repeatedly put on President Poroshenko,
2: uh,
1: that is uh, what ended up in uh, him firing me. What are your thoughts
4: when you saw the tape of Vice President Biden speaking to the Council on Foreign Relations saying you had six hours to fire
1: you, or you're not gonna get the billion dollars. Not only the position of President Poroshenko, the office of President Poroshenko was humiliated, but the entire country of Ukraine was humiliated. And uh, I developed a very firm understanding of the fact that Vice President, the vice president was only acting in his own interests. He, generally speaking, handled Ukraine like um, it was his own backyard. He would put people uh, that were suitable for him. He would arrange for them to be put in certain positions. Why were you looking into Barisma? The reason I oversaw the Barisma case was because I was the THE PROSECUTOR GENERAL PURISMA WAS AN ORDINARY CASE, Uh, THERE WASN'T ANYTHING PARTICULARLY DIFFERENT ABOUT IT. Uh, THE REASON THAT I WAS HANDLING IT WAS BECAUSE IT DESERVED A SPECIAL uh, MENTION, IT WAS ON A LIST OF CASES TO MERIT SPECIAL ATTENTION because Hunter Biden was involved with uh, Burisma. And, of course, his father, the vice president, uh, uh, Biden at the time, oversaw Ukraine affairs for the White House. This is why.
4: Understood. Do you believe uh, they, they were up to no good? Were they up to doing something corrupt with Burisma? Was the company of Burisma corrupt, as been alleged in which since has been disbanded?
1: I have no doubt that there were illegal activities engaged in by uh, Burisma. As a matter of fact, the criminal case had been started before me. It continued to expand, and Zlochevsky, who at the time held the post of minister and was the founder and CEO of uh, Burisma, started bringing in people who could provide protection for him. Hunter Biden was uh, among them. And the corruption network expanded as a result. So, yes, to answer your question, uh, there's no doubt in my mind that Burisma was engaged in illegal activities.
4: Devin Archer said you were a threat to Burisma. Do you agree?
1: Yes, yes, I agree.
4: Why, because you were going to find out what they were up to?
1: Because he understood And so did Vice President Biden. That had I continued to oversee the Burisma investigation, we would have found the facts about the corrupt activities that they were engaging in, that included both Hunter Biden and Devin Archer and others. What corrupt
4: activities did you suspect they were engaged in?
1: It would take half a day for me to discuss every single count, but uh, I can say that Burisma illegally produced, sold, and utilized gas. Klochevsky, the founder of Burisma, uh, recently made a plea deal with the prosecution in a case where he was accused of giving a six million dollar uh, bribe, which is the kind of money that you don't just give away if. Um, you're not really engaging in anything illegal. So his uh, plea deal was to cover up a $6 million bribe that, that he gave earlier.
4: Do you believe that Joe Biden or Hunter Biden got
1: bribes? We, we, we have- I do not want to deal in unproven facts, but my firm personal conviction is that yes, this was the case. They were being bribed. The fact that Joe Biden gave away $1 billion in uh, U.S. uh, money in exchange for my dismissal, my firing, isn't that alone a case of corruption? The New York Times writes, On this year's
4: office, Shokin became a symbol of Ukraine's deeply ingrained culture of corruption. Wall Street Journal, something similar. Washington Post, something similar. What do you say to people who say it's you that are corrupt and that Joe Biden did the
1: right thing, making sure you were fired? I would appreciate if uh, any of these um, highly uh, respectable publications could come up with a single instance or a single example of uh, my personal corruption or any offense whatsoever uh, allegedly committed by me. Why don't
4: you sue then? Why don't you sue these publications for defamation?
1: I would gladly do that, but suing somebody costs money. And I simply don't have the money to do that because I'm a retiree. And my monthly pension constitutes the equivalent of $800. Has
4: this damaged America's reputation in Ukraine?
1: There is no doubt that uh, his actions have uh, damaged the U.S. reputation in Ukraine. It is public knowledge. Uh, Everybody knows that... It was because of uh, Joe Biden's actions that uh, Russia was able to claim Crimea without firing a single shot, uh, which, of course, eventually led to a full-scale war that is currently uh, underway. And uh, I do talk uh, about this uh, in my book, but yes. The damage has been done, definitely. I have long been concerned uh, about my uh, personal safety and security, and I've already died technically twice as I was poisoned with uh, mercury. Victor Shokin, thank you so much, appreciate your time.
0: In a statement to Fox News, the White House pointed to indications that Shokin was fired because he had been too soft on corruption. Now remember, this happened just a few days ago, and by the time you watch this, it'll probably be about a week. What The White House spokesperson, Ian Sams, told Fox News that, quote, for years these false claims have been debunked, and no matter how much airtime Fox gives them, they will remain false. Fox is giving platforms for these lies to a former Ukrainian prosecutor general who office his own deputy called a hotbed of corruption demands... The drawing demands for reform, not only from then-Vice President Biden, but also from the U.S. diplomats, international par- partners, and Republican senators like Ron Johnson, end quote. Wow. Someone sounds a little freaked out. And trust me, I am not a fan of Fox News. But I think this is very interesting that this came out just before, or just after, excuse me, just after President Zelensky demanded that America and Europe flip the bill for if he's gonna hold an election. It's just all a little too, nah, coincidental for me, but you make that decision and let us know in the comments. So let's switch a little gears. We've got uh, Joe Biden in January, 2018 bragging about withholding Ukraine aid and getting a prosecutor fired. We have that same prosecutor coming out on August 26th, pretty much telling his side of the story with the Bidens and Burisma and his investigation. Then we have the White House saying, oh, absolutely not, even though there is a a video of Joe Biden bragging about getting this guy fired. Let's go ahead and turn to June 22nd. 2023, where in an interview with BBC, Zelensky states that an election in Ukraine will be held in 2024 only if martial law is ended by then-Zelensky, emphasizing that according to the Ukrainian constitution, no elections could be held in the country while martial law remains in effect. This is reported by the new voice of Ukraine in June of this past year that the next parliamentary uh, parliamentary elections in the country would normally be held in October of 2023, while presidential ones would take place in the spring of 2024. So we decided to go ahead and look at the Ukrainian constitution, and it indeed says that if uh, Ukraine is under martial law, then no elections can be held. Yeah. Uh, the American conservative wrote on June 28, 2023, quote, it has to be a little awkward that Putin will likely answer to his people in elections before Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky answers to his, end quote. So that's the story of what Zelensky said in June, all right? He was pushing this point of we can't have elections if martial law, if we are still under martial law, which does follow, you know, to give him some pointers there, that does follow the the ukraine constitution that's what it says well things changed just a little bit because on august 27th 2023 and this is a i believe right after that interview with the ukrainian prosecutor came out sure it's not related um after that came out so on august 27th president of ukraine Zelensky. Posted on his website an interview with uh, journalist Natalia Molsochuk. And his header included the United States and the EU should share the risk of possible elections in Ukraine during the war. He goes on to, Zelensky goes on to recount a conversation that he had with South Carolina's own Senator Lindsey Graham. One of the biggest warmongers and supporters of the Ukrainian war. He told Senator Lindsey Graham that if the United States and Europe gives us financial support, I will not hold elections on credit. I will not take money from weapons and give it to elections either. But if you give me 5000000000 billion, I'll do it. That was pretty much what he said, and you can see that in this clip right here.
2: І я її лінці сформулював дуже швидко, і він був дуже задоволений. Якщо наші парламентарі готові, чому? Тому що нам потрібні тоді зміни до законодавства у виборчий кодекс. Якщо, я сказав йому, ви готові мені дати 5 мільярдів, тому що я не людина, яка займається бруківкою, і не зможу просто забрати з бюджету 5 мільярдів, мені здається саме така сума потрібна на проведення виборів, В звичайний час, а у військовий я не знаю, що це за сума, тому я йому сказав: якщо Сполучені Штати Америки разом з Європою дадуть нам фінансову підтримку, вибачте, я нічого не прошу, проводити вибори в кредит я не буду. Забирати гроші від зброї і давати їх на вибори також не буду. І це передбачено законодавством. Є моменти за кордоном. Тут нам потрібно, щоб допомогла в більшості своїй Європі, тому що Україна сьогодні в більшості в Європейському Союзі, і там треба відкривати, у нас таких інфраструктурних спроможностей немає, там треба відкривати відповідні можливості, щоб люди прийшли. Сім мільйонів повинні проголосувати. Для нас потрібен кожен голос.
0: I'm sorry for y'all that are listening on podcasts, that was with captioning at the end. But basically, he said that he had a conversation with Senator Lindsey Graham. He will not be holding elections on credit, but he will do it if America forks up $5 billion. Wow, I wish I knew what Senator Lindsey Graham had said to that, but you know what? I think I can put two and two together and come to a conclusion myself of what his response was. Uh, In the interview, President Zelensky stated, quote, We need every vote. We won't be able to say for ourselves that this was a very democratic election. We need a legitimate choice. We need this choice to be made by society so that it does not divide our people. We need the military to be able to vote. They are defending this democracy today and not giving them this opportunity because of the war is unfair. I was against the elections only because of this issue. Comment, in quote. And then he goes on to comment the possibility of organizing and holding elections under martial law. So this is just really weird to me how you're saying on one hand, you can't do it. And then uh, because you're under martial law, or if you're still under martial law, and then two months later, completely going back on that and saying, oh, well, don't worry, I'll bypass the Constitution if you fork up the money. I am so tired of how much we have already spent, but before I get into that, let's go on a little bit more to see what he actually said in the rest of his interview. He also paid special attention to the organization of the work of polling stations in the presence of observers, including foreign ones. He said, quote, observers should be in the trenches. I told him, referring to Lindsey Graham, that observers must be sent to the front line so that the elections are legitimate for us and for the whole world. And this is absolutely fair, end quote. This is painful. Okay. Let's move on to the next one. He says quote as unless he says quote we need help from Europe here because Ukrainians today are mostly in the European Union. Polling stations must be open there so that people can come in. 7 million people have to vote. We do not have such infrastructural capacities, we need to provide appropriate opportunities there, end quote. Whew. So, 7 he's expecting 7 million people to vote, and they're in Europe. That's interesting. Seems to really be opening the idea for absentee ballots and early voting, and I'm sure... All of those things will provide a legitimate election, just like he says. Even though it's unconstitutional if he's under martial law, don't worry. You will be paying that bill, and you'll be doing it with a smile because that's what Lindsay would want you to do. Brett Bart reported on August 28th that... The Ukrainian leader said that the elections during peacetime typically cost around $5 billion, which is $135 million here in U.S. dollars, but did not speculate as to how much more that it would cost during a war, though presumably it would be much higher. End quote. I would tend to agree with Brett Barth on that one. I have a feeling we have a way higher number coming towards us. The president in his interview said, quote, we need an election in Ukraine next year. I want to see this country have a free and fair election even while it is under assault, end quote. I still just cannot get over this flip-flopping. I mean, we see so much flip-flopping in politics, but for a president that has been boosted up as the savior of Ukraine by Western media, been paraded around, told that has had multiple interviews with Vogue and with the People magazine and with CNN and all the major, you know, news magazines and organizations. They've all gone into Ukraine taking videos and how, you know, Zelensky always wears the same uniform even though, There's nothing going on around him, and it's obviously safe enough for a ton of American reporters to be out there. Oh, but don't worry. We can't have an election because we're under martial law. Oh, wait, no. Don't worry. We can have an election because it's necessary that I get reelected and see that we have a free and fair one because, oh, who has the most free and fair elections in the world? Oh, it's definitely America. That was all sarcasm. Quite different from Zelensky sarcastically playing the president before he actually became president. I'm sure that's just a coincidence. But let's go ahead and take a quick look into how much money the United States has already given Ukraine. So I took a little look on the uh, Department of Defense's website They have a nice little Ukraine Russia war timeline on their website and said the first message that pops up says in total, the United States has committed more than 30.4 billion in security assistance to Ukraine since the beginning of the Biden administration. Since 2014 the United States has committed more than 32.4 billion and more than 29.8 billion since the beginning of Russia's unprovoked and brutal invasion on February 24th, 2022." So to summarize that since Biden has been in the Oval Office he has committed more than 30.4 billion. It, he and the rest of congress. Let's not forget them because they have a lot here. A lot of say and a lot of push including lady G. Who by the way the vast majority of South Carolina hates if you saw my viral video of him getting booed in pickens at president trump's rally on July 1st. Oh, but don't worry. The People's Voice reported that Zelensky boasts that U.S. Will, that the United States will definitely keep sending billions to Ukraine no matter who wins the election, and this was reported on August 28, 2023. So same date during an interview with One Plus One TV channel on Sunday. Zelensky outlined the security guarantees that Ukraine is seeking from the U.S. and its allies on its path to NATO. Leaders of the U.S.-led military bloc failed to offer Ukraine a roadmap to the membership at a summit in Lithuania last month, although G7 nations promised continued assistance. Zelensky said, quote, we will definitely have an Israeli model, the one which has weapons, technology, training, Funding, etc. End quote. Well, don't you just love it when a foreign president goes ahead and assumes that your wallet is going to be paying for his war? If that doesn't make your blood boil, I don't know what will. Not only does he want you to fund his war, he wants you to fund his election that is unconstitutional until he says it's not. <sighs> so we've covered a lot in just a little bit of time. I uh, thank you so much for joining us on the Magnifying Glass podcast. We always take the overlooked headlines and dig deeper, magnifying the stories that impact you and your wallet. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, rate, and share, helping us shine a light on big issues like the one we covered today. I'm your host, Elena Moore, and remember, sometimes the smallest details make the biggest difference. Until next time, keep looking closer.